So we take up today the last volume of the collected works of Sri Aurobindo, volume thirty-six. So this volume was not there earlier, and it's because uh, earlier by that I means Sri Aurobindo Birth Centenary Library. So this has been uh, because uh, several uh, things have been found and um, they have been stitched together in a very a bit of an assortment difficult to really comprehend because uh, shurvinder on himself and autobiographical notes there are some common overlapping factors and also there are some letters which go into the category shurvinder and the mother and herself but nevertheless not going into those details it's it's a later volume uh, where um, certain things which really don't really require attention like what happened in cambridge and Uh, his registration certificate all those are not really necessary uh, so it has been named as autobiographical notes uh, and letters of historical interest so interest to whom i don't know but anyways there are certain very interesting things which are there as part of this volume and one of them is live sketch of shirbindo written by shirbindo and it is written in uh, second person or rather third person and uh, shubindo uh, writes it shubindo is written but he speaks of it as shubindo's life shubindo's political action background is that basically dilip kumar roy had um, written something about him in uh, his famous book uh, among the great and uh, shubindo was not very keen to uh, put his uh, life sketch there and uh, he is a perfect gentleman but i can understand to club his life along with Uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Bertrand Russell it didn't really make sense when i read the book but nevertheless shubindo did not uh, say no directly but he agreed to correct but even after correcting many of the things he asked uh, him better not to publish it but again since one publisher had refused and the other publisher was ready he sent the notes again and shubindo agreed and he corrected them and so at least we have something very interesting and it is a live sketch of shirbindo which is written by shirbindo but this background is important because shirbindo was not interested in writing his own live sketch so but these are corrections and later on it was published as a booklet also shirbindo and his ashram so it is a very interesting uh, compilation from some of his notes and then in that he corrects many of the aspects which have been written about him about his life in baroda about uh, his life in kolkata bengal and the languages he learned poetry writing political life etc departure from calcutta where he clarifies that it was because of an adesh very interestingly among this entire group there is one letter which is um, of real interest where he says there were three sides to shirbindo's political action because many time people wonder why he left the political field and went away they felt that uh, probably he just uh, escaped from the field of politics but as we know it it was not because of that but number one he got an adesh and shirbindo says that he had learned to follow this command so the adesh came that go to chandanagar he went to chandanagar and then from there uh the next adesh came go to pondicherry and he sailed to pondicherry second is that he speaks about what was his political action in bengal he has summarized it very beautifully so first was to organize samitis and um, you know groups which can be ready for an armed uh, resurrection and armed rising arising if possible he had even contemplated in the indian army if uh, then indian army which was part of the british army if there could be an armed resurgence so we know that some of these samitis were formed in 1902 by then it was named as anushilan samiti in which baghajatin jatindranath roy and some of these people were involved so this was one and therefore he clarified that shubindo's views are neither uh, hinsa nor ahinsa he is not averse to as somebody had written that he believed in hinsa ahinsa non violence as being the highest truth and there should be uncompromising non violence and shubindo said no that's not my view because he is uh, he had drawn much of it from the gita and in his own life he said if necessary of course violence should be as a last resort but if necessary there should be no moral qualms about it so he had in fact prepared an armed revolt if if needed against the british 
and second was to arouse a nation because uh, then india and the indians had come to believe that they are very inferior they are very uh, not really capable of even uh, running the show and we know that even recently even uh, i think a few months back someone raised a question in uh, to uh, one of the industrialists from india that you know uh, india has this poverty and that and is it really worthwhile having a mission to moon and he said well it's necessary for um, regaining the pride and honor of the country there are many other reasons about the moon mission but that's not what we are here he said it's not just about that you build a toilet and you build your economy which is also building but it also it's important for a, a group uh, or a unit to restore its own pride and lost glory so uh, well the second part of the action was to awaken the indians to the need of complete independence purna swaraj before that it was prayer and supplication and to get some kind of a partial uh, allowance from the british and the third part was what would be the means of actually on ground uh, effectuating it and he had taken these two words passive resistance and non cooperation so there was passive resistance and non cooperation in this letter he does not write but elsewhere he does write along with that so swaraj passive uh, resistance non cooperation and there was also swadeshi and education so these were some of the things that shirbindo had already he had laid those lines and uh, when he came out of the alipur jail he actually saw that all his plans while nation had woken up it was not ready to really execute it because uh, people needed uh, you know the masses have to be ready for it it's not just one leader or few leaders just awakening them so he knew that the time had not come for these plans to be really brought on ground and effectuated and if you see how accurate was the assessment because surbindo after that having an inner adesh had left for pondicherry in 1921 if i am not mistaken um, gandhi ji had come and then subsequently after few years the uh, non cooperation passive resistance the same movement started uh, and it eventually helped to awaken the masses it didn't bring the freedom actually the freedom was simply because that also we find here is because the world conditions had become such that british has no choice but to leave india because they couldn't have sustained uh, the nation so this is uh, one part then there is another very interesting part 2 which is letters of historical interest so here we have a letter which he writes to his father to his grandfather to his sister but one letter which is particularly very interesting is letter to his father in law and this letter he writes when his wife nilani devi has passed away and shirbindo writes there that uh, god has seen to it to strike me with the one grief that could still touch my heart so we can imagine the kind of love that he held for her and he writes this letter in 1919 where he basically says that whatever she wanted to be done that should be done all her bangles must have been a gold gold bangles everything should be given as per her choice uh, now when we look at it that shirbindo had such a difficulty that time of financial difficulties but he doesn't claim anything in fact says it should go as per her wishes minlani's wishes but for himself he asks few books which were uh, kept by minlani because he says especially if there is a book with her name on it because uh, i don't have anything of that kind with me so this is a very touching note uh, which he writes to his father in law um then there are very interesting letters and telegrams which include people uh, anand rao motilal roy bipin chandrapal himendra prasad ghosh ashwini kumar banerji Uh, subodh malik chitranjan das and many of these sham sundar chakravarti which are now quite uh, well known um, legendary names when we look at india's past and the freedom struggle there are some open letters because when he had come away there were a lot of speculations about him there were speculations like he is going to return or speculations like he has gone somewhere to the himalayas he is practicing some kind of strange yoga there and there were many speculations rife about him or he is hiding somewhere in disguise so shubindo wrote at different points of time letters to the newspaper and uh, for instance there is a letter to the hindu to new india hindustan standard bearer bombay chronicle where he corrected these notions and uh, spoke of what he intends at that point of time he was he clearly mentions 
he does not want to return he may return uh, he left it hanging but that moment it was very clear that he is not going to come back immediately and there are some very interesting letters where he writes letters to the mother and this between 1915 and 1920 one of the letter which is very interesting is based on an experience that the mother narrates the experience is on 26th november and it is there in prayers and meditations where she sees that uh, how the earth uh, ultimately unites with the supreme and shubhendra says yes um, this is a original vedic experience of union of earth with the supreme he says but modern vedantists will hardly recognize it as part of uh, an ex- possible experience so this was an experience of the mother another place uh, he writes that well i don't want to jump and create a kind of new movement the first thing necessary is that people should be have a change of heart before they can have a change of outer nature so these letters are interesting for those who want to and of course there are letters to barind kumar ghosh and uh, rajni palit krishna shashi um some of them relate to people who um had come in the early years and how uh, they were responding to the presence of shurvindo to the uh, tremendous force that they felt around him uh there is a very uh, interesting letter to uh, mary potel so not patel okay this potel of america and this is a very fascinating letter for those who want to read it durga das punam chand then one is to maharani of baroda chiman chimna bai too because she wanted to come to shirobindo and uh, take the initiation and shirobindo writes a very beautiful letter uh, addressing her as her highness because she was the maharani but it's very beautiful to see the art of epistolary if you go through reading behind the lines not between the lines but behind the lines one can see that he is very subtly discouraging her Uh, to take up the yoga but at the same time he is telling her that this what the yoga is about uh, that letter should not be taken as the final version of yoga but then he writes all that and he says this is what uh, i am i am offering and uh, i just want you to know that this is what i am giving so then he leaves it to her i don't think she came and uh, had the darshan uh, subsequently and i don't and she certainly didn't settle in the ashram then there is a letter on proposed visit to mahatma gandhi another letter is to dr s radhakrishnan so we all know that in his book he had um, he and both uh, pandit jawalal nehru jawalal nehru in discovery of india has picked up letters from shirobindo and quoted verbatim without uh, acknowledging in fact they are not under inverted commas basically t- those selective letters where you know shirobindo speaks of going beyond religion and religion is not the last it's a very selective quoting of uh, the letter at the same time uh, these are mainly in discovery of india i don't know as where whether he is done it or not but dr radhakrishnan uh, did it very prof- profusely and somebody asked shirobindo that i have seen this uh, he is doing it in some of his works and shirobindo very gently said it's okay uh, it is as long as the word goes and it spreads it's he didn't uh, he knew it but he didn't uh, go out of the way to stop or to tell him that look what you are doing is not the right thing Uh, but when dr radhakrishnan wanted him to write an article now all this is after pondicherry all this sort of biographical notes so he wanted him to write an article so through dilip kumar roy he sent a request and shubhendra told dilip kumar roy that i really don't have time and please decline it uh, it's a delicate issue but you have to decline it then uh, once again when he requested he wrote straight to dr radhakrishnan that i don't have time because i am busy with Uh, many things uh, arya and many other aspects and therefore i don't have time to write a separate article so those letters also are there there is a letter to uh, morarji desai so morarji desai uh, he actually came here he had darshan of shirobindo i don't know whether radhakrishnan had come or not i don't think so uh, but morarji desai came here and he wanted some guidance there again we can see how shirobindo tactically he knows that this is not the path meant for him but at the same time he tells him primarily the yoga of the gita and he says this is how you should prepare yourself uh, through the yoga of the gita and uh, which is one of the ways to uh, realize uh, the divine and this is the way that he himself has taken up and take developed it further at the same time he says others do the same thing through the ascetic path knowing very well that probably he had those tendencies 
and uh, the letter remains there then again jawaharlal nehru's proposed visit shubindu discourages the visit of jawaharlal nehru he discourages the visit of mahatma gandhi but he uh, very happily and heartily entertained uh, rabindranath tagore and k m munshi k m munshi was a student so these letters are of uh, indeed historic interest there is part 3 which is about public statements and other communications on india and world events so we know that shirvindo was uh, had put all his spiritual force with the allies uh, the british the us and these powers france who were opposing the german the axis powers uh, that time stalin mussolini and hitler and some other countries so uh, shirvindo had put his force with the allies and therefore he had contributed to the war fund openly said that this is the mother's war and uh, those who are supporting hitler must know that they are on the side of the wrong side of history uh, with the asura and those letters we have already read uh, in shubindon himself and so that's why he said there is very difficult to say some letters are here some are there some are common but there is one very interesting not only letter but telegram he sent to uh, stanford crips stanford crips subsequently came to the ashram he was very happy that at least one indian has understood that the proposal made by the british is genuine because uh, they had reached a point where they had to concede freedom but they wanted to save uh, face uh, and the ego as should be the right that i know the british so while they will concede but they will not do it uh, they will show it as if they are holding a morally superior position and this is how they'll do it in a ego saving way so the proposal was to give dominion status which meant that india would have been united because uh, that time there was no question of division so indians would govern themselves but it would come under the larger dominion of uk and he says that it would be matter of time when this will go away and eventually we would have had a free and united india he even sent an urgent telegram which is also here where he says that urgently this should be considered he has sent the proposal through uh, his emissary durai swami ayer to accept the proposal and shubhendu uses the word dangerous situation if not accepted and we know that uh, in the indian leaders did not accept it uh, mahatma ji even said that uh, it is like a post dated check meaning thereby that eventually we will give you complete freedom but right now we will give you dominion status so they refused it and basically they were political ambitions and we know the result and division which uh, you know shubhendu has spoken so much about uh, his statement on assassination of mahatma gandhi which i would say is a very interesting statement because shubhendu doesn't use the word about his uh, death he uses the word the light that led india to freedom will continue to lead he says that i see a bright and luminous future for india india will uh, become united uh, it's very interesting he really at the same time he makes it clear that okay mahatma gandhi was one of the leaders who, who was meant to uh, lead india towards freedom and then there are some world situations we'll read korean conflict is a very interesting letter because we know truman had uh, president truman of america had put himself on the side of south korea and against north korea and which was important because people there were people who said why should anybody interfere it's a problem between um, north korea and others and shervin said that basically it's china which is behind which is pushing north korea uses the word the affair is plain as pike staff so what used to happen was uh, mother india had started in 1949 and amal kiran would have his own views which he would send to shirvindo and shirvindo would correct them so some of the views shirvindo completely changed he said no no you can't write like this and this is not true or this is not correct so it's very interesting to see how he was correcting amal kiran so with regard to korean uh, war he very clearly said that well Uh, america should opposite uh, because otherwise this is the way china is pushing it would try to ultimately take over southeast asia and then if possible the whole world unless uh, it until it meets america and america stands against it so all this we can see today is um, coming more and more clear so at that point of time shubhendu writes about it then uh, on pakistan and unity party french india he clarified because there were people who believed that uh, the ashram is uh, with the french and shubhendu had to clarify that no uh, we want a united india and all the parts of india which have broken up they all must come together so only thing is there has to be a time there should be a proper way of uh, succession which we can see how relevant it was because 
some of the territories were uh, just given in a hurry so instruments of accession were or uh, instruments of succession were made in a hurry and we know the results of that kind of a um, hurried thing of you know dissolution in, uh, alongside the indian government there is a very interesting letter letter on the kashmir problem i'll read that because that is you know uh, a present problem which is going on on the ashram where he makes some very interesting observations and then there is shobindo's teaching there are some notices which used to come in the ashram from time to time but most of these notices mainly concerned the um, ashram its running and letters because people were flooding shobindo with letters and uh, needing sometimes 10 hours a day he was busy writing letters so many letters and today of course we have all these volumes but we can't imagine so time to time letters will come notices will come Uh, mother is uh, not well and therefore pranam will not be held or uh, for so many days because she is busy particularly during the second world war so letters were deferred or um, uh, less letters were to be taken in it's a different matter that people continue to write and shubindu continue to reply and finally there is a very interesting message to america so all these are very interesting notes and uh, i'll just read some of them as we do so as i said to his father in law my dear father in law so that's how he addresses him and he says something very uh, touching i have not written to you with regard to this fatal event in both our lives so it's not about his loss but the loss of his father in law who has lost his daughter Um, there must have been a few months because 1918 if i am not mistaken probably november she had left the body and this letter is in 1919 february words are useless in face of the feelings it has caused if even they can ever express our deepest emotions so shirbindo was never somebody who will who is very expressive and effusive but we can imagine what kind of love and uh, compassion he held within his heart god has seen good to lay upon me the one sorrow that could still touch me to the center and this sorrow is not because of attachment because of compassion the kind of life she must have led shirbindo had to follow um, he had a very different kind of life and they hardly lived together stayed together shared anything together and so he would understand what a woman would have gone through and yet he had to do this because for the larger good for the march of mankind uh, as we know these great beings uh, invariably sacrifice the lesser for the greater good of humanity so this letter is not this sorrow is not so much attachment uh, that is out of question but compassion that he would have felt and therefore he says i can bow with submission to his divine purpose once the first sense of the loss has passed the and then very interestingly he says something uh, the physical tie between us is as you say severed but the tie of affection subsists for me where i have once loved i do not cease from loving this something just one sentence is enough to um, help us understand what kind of love shirbindo embodied besides she who was the cause of it still is near though not visible to our physical senses so it is something very amazing he, he obviously milanani the came here and he was in occult contact with the i have mentioned this earlier most likely she reincarnated as ishadi and there are enough indications to suggest that but it's interesting how a yogi takes the uh, loss of uh, somebody so close because there are such instances in the history of spiritual life of the great ones and how shobindo took it where we can see the play of the divine and the human but most of all that he knows that she is still nearby and not just in terms of affection but he says that she is near and uh, though she is not in her physical body so another letter uh, to motilal roy which i feel is a very important letter because uh, this letter uh, at one point he also says very clearly that for many hours i am able to stay in parbrahman this letter is 1912 or 1913 but this letter gives us the road map of shirbindo the work that he came to do is it's like his vision and mission statement or if i put it this way that if in uttar pada speech he gives his vision statement then this letter is his mission statement and therefore in this letter to motilal roy he speaks about uh, what his future sadhana is so 1912 1913 
this letter is written where he says this around the same time that the mother writes uh, what is the general aim and she writes something very similar in a very different language so it's understood that when the two met uh, shobindo said that she was pursuing the same path to the same goal but in her own way so mother's uh, um, the agenda of the future is there in uh, collected works of the mother volume 2 words of long ago where she speaks about what is the general aim shobindo puts it in a different way so here he gives that what he wants to do i am now getting a clearer idea of that work and i may as well impart something of that idea to you so number 1 to re-explain the sanatan dharma to the human intellect in all its parts from a new standpoint so this was important and we see that uh, shobindo's um, engagement with the vedas the upanishads the gita we can see that he gives a completely new understanding because shri krishna gave him a new nirukta uh, grammar and based on that etymology he uh, re discovered not only the inner sense of the veda but in it those first hints and glimpses of an integral realization at least an effort towards it this work is already beginning and three parts of it are being clearly worked out shri krishna has shown to me the true meaning of the vedas not only so but he has shown to me a new science of philology showing the process and origins of human speech so that a new nirukta can be formed and the new interpretation of the veda based upon it so what shirbindo has written is one his own experiences as we know that he had the experiences then he read the vedas his intellectual um, understanding yes came at some point of time he read the upanishads and then there was a intellectual comprehension of Uh, what um, the indian ancient indian uh, thought and metaphysics is it was very early even in cambridge he had read and after reading uh, some kind of an crude english um, uh, summary of the isha upanishad translation he had the mental realization of the self this was age 18 which means uh, uh, before he came to parvata this was before he came to india so that was his first experience but he had read the vedas after he had the experiences and found the confirmation in the vedas and therefore when shobindo writes uh, secret of the vedas and notes on the vedas and vedic lore they carry a very different meaning and uh, because shri krishna revealed to him the secret and his own experiences so that's how he speaks about the vedas uh, he has also shown me the meaning of all the all in the upanishads that is not understood either by indians or europeans so there has been in the vedantic literature things which have been totally misunderstood and shobindo brings out that interpretation i have therefore to explain the whole vedanta and veda in such a way that it will be seen how all religion arises out of it and is one everywhere in the way it will be proved that india is the center of the religious life of the world and its destined savior through the sanatan dharma Uh, some hint of this we find in swami vivekananda's writings he also says that uh, the upanishads have to be reinterpreted in a new light and uh, he couldn't do it his life span was short but probably it's quite likely that when uh, something of swami vivekananda uh, came to shirbindo his mental part as he says later in the jail probably something of that he may have pointed out or indicated and uh, shirbindo also says that there has to be a new interpretation because many of them were uh, interpreted upanishads were interpreted in a other worldly manner but that is obviously we know that shirbindo doesn't speak of that number 2 on the basis of vedic knowledge to establish a yogic sadhan which will not only liberate the soul but prepare a perfect humanity and help in the restoration of the satyog so we see three things here one is a yogic sadhana which is of course the integral yoga Uh, variously named as yoga of transformation supramental yoga or simply the mother's yoga so this is the first part second is this yoga was not just to liberate the soul but to prepare a perfect humanity and uh, therefore through this perfect humanity the restoration of the satyog that work has to begin now but will not be complete till the end of the kali so this is very clearly end of the kali now if we take it that shirvindo says in passingly in one of his writings that the day shri ramakrishna set his feet on indian soil no uh, the day he uh, withdrew from uh, one of them one 75 years after that uh, you will see the clear cut satyug emerging fully so we are quite close to the event 150 years are definitely 
over and uh, we are probably we have entered that cusp if i may say so which is very very evident when the full emergence of the satyug is on the way so this was a passing it was not as a prediction it's part written casually in one of his writings and he says that very clearly that this work will begin uh, the integral yoga and uh, the yoga which will prepare humanity and help in the restoration of the satyug this work will continue till the end of the kali of course we see somewhere in the middle 1956 which comes 29th february 1956 in which this work got a very definitive stamp and seal on it with the supramental manifestation three india being the center to work for a restoration to her proper place in the world but this restoration must be effected as a part of the above work and by means of yoga applied to human means and instruments not otherwise so i wouldn't be surprised in fact um, going by some of the visions of eshadi uh, it's quite not just likely but shurabindo is behind uh, some of these changes the human instrument that we see today and in the last few years within india who are working toward the greatness of india toward the restoration of sanatan dharma and the uh, a new sense of the indian culture a new a return to the old glory and not just a return in the conventional way but taking it forward taking a leap forward so this work uh, is shubhendu's work and number 4 a perfect humanity being intended society will have to be remodeled so as to be fit to contain that perfection so the society also has to undergo a change now here shubhendu says very something very interesting which one can uh, i have also begun but on a very small scale the second part of my work which is about the yoga which will consist in making men for the new age by imparting whatever siddhi i get to those who are chosen so his method was that he will impart it once they are ready to receive it from this point of view our little colony here is a sort of seed plot and a laboratory first place where we see shubhendu speaks of the ashram it there was no ashram 1912 1913 but definitely there were people who were coming and beginning to take interest if not gathered around him gathered around him were very few maybe 8 uh, 10 people and he says that this work has started uh, in a sort of seed plot in a laboratory the things i work out in it are then extended outside so the importance of the ashram this is true even today what is worked here has a tendency to spread into india and to the world here the work is progressing at last on definite lines and with a certain steadiness not very rapid but still definite results are forming i should be glad to have from you clearer knowledge of the results you speak of over there and um, one place very beautifully he speaks of what this yoga is because when he withdrew for the practice of yoga people thought that this is like a yoga of ascetics and should be the makes it clear i have been till now and shall be for some time longer withdrawn in the practice of a yoga destined to be a basis not for withdrawal from life but for the transformation of human life that's how this ashram is organized where every human activity is represented in some way or the other it is a yoga in which vast untried tracts of inner experience and new paths of sadhana had to be opened up and which therefore needed retirement and long time for its completion so what he was doing here he was opening up these tracts long closed obstructed tracts and even new tracts and these new tracts means there are aspects of human nature which had never been touched by the yoga force it was generally understood that these are things which are not to be touched and they are um, parts of human nature uh, nothing can be done about it but shubhendu takes even these parts and takes them up in the yoga so he speaks of these parts and therefore he needed a full time complete dedication to that and uh, in that context he says something which we see today a lot of people say that you know now so many centers have come up uh, there are centers which formally are of the society then there are other centers which don't affiliate to anything the ashram itself has certain branches like delhi ashram is a branch then ayodhya it is part of shurbindo ashram Uh, then there is a place uh, matrugram uh, in odisha matrugram i hope i am right which is also part of the ashram and people who live matr tapogiri tapogiri yes tapogiri so there are places which are actually these lands were given to shurbindo and the mother and they belong to shurbindo and the mother 
and uh, though they are far away the people who go there are ashram inmates and they receive the prosperity so the ayodhya which is the place which is next to ram janmabhoomi where there is also relics of sri aurobindo Uh, it is part of the ashram it is not just a center just like that but later on we see that many uh, about tapogiri shobindo says it is our foothold in the himalayas and the mother had also seen it in her vision and she speaks about the valley of divine love because lot of pomegranate trees are anyways there but she had roamed around in the himalayas seen some of these places and uh, of course in odisha so there are places which have been uh, centers which had started during that time following the supramental manifestation we see that several places mother started the centers and then these spread in odisha further the movement to another turn uh, where we have many many centers which have come up they don't uh, um, work under the aegis of the society but nevertheless they are there study circles integral schools where each place the movement takes then there are independent centers which don't affiliate to anyone or anybody uh, anything Uh, then there are oroville international centers nowadays and abroad we have so basically centers so shubindu used the word center so does it uh, draw any uh, any inspiration or is there some indication in shubindu's writing so here is an indication he says it is therefore necessary to establish a number of centers small and few at first but enlarging and increasing in number as i go on for training in this sadhana so people think that these centers are not places they are just meant to fetch money or you know some people have these kind of conceptions no they are shubindu's letter is there very clearly that they are meant as training for sadhana this i can say from my own experience of having worked in centers what a tremendous progress can take place and when you take it that this is a place for sadhana it's like you can leap uh, by leaps and bounds the the experiences come so basically these centers were not just to get some money and provide it but there were centers which were meant for the practice training for practice in sadhana this is from shirobindo so we don't have to contemplate uh, rest is people's opinion one under my direct supervision so one under his direct supervision is of course we know shirobindo ashram others in immediate connection with me those trained there will be here after my assistance in the work i shall have to do and now i understand why the mother once even mentioned that you know everybody wants to come to pondicherry then who will do my work so <laughs> this work is carrying on in so many places and i can so surely say this because having traveled far and wide to many of these centers that definitely there is the yoga agni which is burning in uh, at least a few of them definitely and many of them there is some kind of an effort to participate in shobindo's work so we should be clear once and for all that these centers with the society or by the um, odisha study circle and others they are not uh, simply people's fancy uh, of course some people may fancifully open a college in the name of shobindo that means nothing i mean it's like uh, several places we have vivekananda this vivekananda that somebody can even open a restaurant there is a pharma in the name of shobindo medical college in the name of shobindo those things have no association with shobindo but there are actual centers i mean they have they are using it to earn money but there are actual centers and uh, uh, different dhar one of the places uh, such a powerful place so many of these centers uh, where there is a very active and vibrant atmosphere there is the fire which is burning and people who are living there are sadhaks very clearly they are engaged in the yoga and shobindo says that he wanted not just a few but enlarging in many centers subsequently and today we see that i don't have the number but probably 400 plus centers of shobindo in the world but for the those trained there will be hereafter my assistance in the work what a wonderful thing shobindo says uh, i shall have to do but for the present these centers will be not for external work but for spiritual training and tapasya so there were two aspects of a center one is for spiritual training and tapasya at that point of time till the supramental manifestation this was their purpose but subsequently they were meant to engage in the external work and that's how i see that the mother on 19th september 1960 she started Uh, the shobindo society with centers all over the world i mean there was no need to have centers if it was just to fetch money it one of the proposed goals was to make known shobindo's teaching so this should be very clear that they were not meant only for uh, organizing some money for for the ashram running of the ashram that is one of the things but it was also to uh, make known she has used the word not spread Um, to people the teachings of shobindo and the mother because it is required to save you know the world 
uh, is in such a crisis that they give us the perfect answer and the hope. And of course, there were also places where people could practice the sadhana being far away. Home away from home, which is also what Shivindu writes in one of his letters that I have disciples, several disciples who are outside practicing the yoga. So, this is interesting letter and as I said to Maharani of Baroda, uh, as I said, it's got a very interesting cryptic close. But um, toward the end he writes in this letter, My aim is to create a center of spiritual life which shall serve as a means of bringing down the higher consciousness and making it a power not merely for salvation but for a divine life upon earth. It is with this object that I have withdrawn from public life and founded this ashram in Pondicherry. So called for want of a better word, for it is not an ashram of sannyasins, but of those who want to leave all else and prepare for this work. But at the same time, I have a small number of disciples all over India who live in their families and receive spiritual help from me even at a distance, who live in their families. So, it's very clear that now we sometimes try to over-centralize as if outside there is no yoga going on. But even then, in fact, there were people who used to come, join the playground and participate in the playground activities. It was not like they are not ashramite. This, all this has come subsequently, much later. So, they were disciples of Sri who came here. They were living outside. They were living with their families and practicing in the yoga approved by Sri So, here is a letter. But finally, he writes something very interesting. This is all I can answer to your highness at present. It is for your highness to decide whether what you seek has anything to do with what I have explained in this letter. So here he leaves the ground a little free. That you know, whether really she wants to come here or not. But in a very decent way. I spoke about Sir Stanford Cripps and uh, you know, he is urgent telegram to Raj Gopalachari. What is the telegram sent by Shrobindo? He says, immediate settlement, urgent, phase, grave, peril. Have sent Durai Swami, insist urgency. Appeal to you to save India, formidable danger. New foreign domination when old on way to self-elimination. And we know that how close we were and all this, how the domination may take place, that also he writes. But nobody listened and we know the bloodshed that followed until date, we are bleeding. And then um, people asked about the world situation and that we know. He says, uh, I cannot hold but cold comfort but this because the supramental manifestation had not taken place. And so he speaks about the present darkness and how he continues to have his will to save the world and to help. Here, uh, ultimately he says the difficulties that surround her now. This is after independence. And may increase for a time, especially with regard to the Pakistan imbroglio, where also things that had to come and to be cleared, cleared out. So we can take it that the divine knows what he is doing. And <laughs> now here comes this uh, letter. This letter has something very interesting on the Korean conflict. Shobindo writes, I do not know why you... He, this letter is to uh, editor of Mother India, that is Amal Kiran. He wanted to understand whether he should write something and this way or that way. So, Shivita says, I do not know why you want a line of thought to be indicated to you for your guidance in the affair of Korea. There is nothing to hesitate about there. The whole affair is as plain as spike stuff. It, it is the first move in the communist plan of campaign to dominate and take position first of these northern parts and then of Southeast Asia as a preliminary to their maneuvers with regard to the rest of the continent in passing, now here the words, Tibet as a gate opening to India. So this is uh, the letter which I think I have spoken about it that uh, how uh, when Tibet came, uh, started uh, invading India, how China started invading India and we know that the whole Tibet was just offered to China on one rupee. Why? Because we believe in non-violence. And they were very happy to receive it as a gift because they wanted to come to India. They could have exceeded, but no effort was done. And we know the result that now China wanted more. It wouldn't be satisfied. So it started entering and then uh, it was John F. Kennedy, 62. And he called the Indian ambassador who wanted to meet him urgently, then Indian ambassador. And he showed the map of India and the CIA said, where all Chinese have reached already. And he said there was an Indian who told this to you 
two years before this war and he said which indian and he pulled this book the human cycle and uh, vulnerability of india from red china through tibet and he said you people didn't hear him didn't listen to him so then he was surprised because this was not 1960 he said you left his body in 1950 so there was no way of writing this earlier and he was very surprised and well ultimately he helps he said after all the democracy and we must help so these are interesting historical things wherever people didn't listen to shirbindo they landed up in deep trouble not just trouble and i think this applies even now to the government which of course is now at least open in principle to shirbindo that's why it's so important that at least here is a government which is open to shirbindo it's not about shirbindo but about shirbindo who as a rishi of modern india as somebody has said to us he is the avatar and redeemer all that but at least he had the vision to see in the future and he had very clearly mentioned the lines of the future along which shirbindo should move uh, india should move then very interesting thing he writes on pakistan i don't want pakistan to endure made perfectly clear clear division must go so he has said at that point of time that pakistan will not endure he has not used the word will he has simply said i don't want the division must go does not mean that division must be allowed to last in some form or other that also is clarifying division must go doesn't mean ki okay we'll have some kind of a makeshift government here and there continued partition of india into two federations one hindu and one muslim even if somehow connected together is no part of my idea of the union of india so that part is very clear that is his will which is working and uh, he further says i am not enamored of your idea of an understanding between pakistan and india it is not likely that the pakistan government will consent to any understanding except one which will help to perpetuate the partition and be to their advantage we have signed so many pacts after that <laughs> no understanding and the only time when mother said that go ahead and take over pakistan during the bangladesh war we didn't do that because we still believed in our own uh, thought and reason and and he speaks about the dangerous man jinnah and um, with relation to kashmir he says what they will try is to cut kashmir into two parts one will be gilgit uh, gilgit baltistan and the other is uh, what today we call as pak occupied kashmir and he says this should not happen this precisely what happened and he cautions against it that will be so dangerous of course uh, we hope that all this now there is a wave which has started and Um, see here he says one thing which both abdullah abdullah means sheikh abdullah this uh, present abdullah's father so he has a history he he tried to present that will like to be with india uh, rather than pakistan so he was in collusion with the communist party and felt that the muslims will be better here so to his credit that whatever else his ambition may have been so he says that Uh, both abdullah and the indian government want to avoid and have decided to resist by all possible means is a partition of kashmir especially with gilgit and northern kashmir going to pakistan which is precisely what uh, ended up happening because uh, they invaded and we finally went to a standstill and uh, well shubindo doesn't want it to happen so i'm sure that uh, eventually uh, through whatever world play it will come back to india and so he makes it clear this is the greatest danger but the details and the reasons for the possibility of its materializing though they are plain enough have to be kept confidential so he had seen that this is very very likely going to happen and then of course he speaks about the ashram in pondicherry all houses of the ashram are owned either by shirbindo or by the mother all the money spent belongs either to shirbindo or the mother money is given by many to help in shirbindo's work help in shurbindo's work <laughs> some who are here give their earnings but it is given to shurbindo or the mother and not to the ashram as a public body for there is no such body subsequently well mother formed a trust for the management of the material resources but originally it was meant only for the yoga and for the work of mother and shurbindo that's how it was meant 
the ashram is not an association there is no constituted body no officials no common property owned by an association no governing council or committee no activity undertaken of a public character so here is about in this context he says that you know especially in terms of politics he makes it very clear the ashram is not a political institution all association with political activities is renounced by those who live here it was a very simple logic it's not about good politics you, we have our opinions obviously one votes and voices one's opinion but to do it on behalf of the ashram is dangerous because it means bringing in many conflicting forces in the ashram today you may say that you are with one party which you feel is siding with um, shubhendra's vision but tomorrow it will expose you and make you vulnerable to other kinds of attacks so shubhendra didn't want ashram and ashramites to meddle into politics to have pub, uh, political views opinions this is a personal thing altogether but he didn't want us to participate the ashram is not a political institution so all propaganda religious political or social has to be eschewed by the inmates so we are not here to promote our religion or to promote political or social um, agendas of a certain party the ashram is not a religious association those who are here come from all religions and some are of no religion there is no creed or set of dogmas no governing religious body there are only the teachings of shirobindo and certain psychological practices of concentration and meditation etc so it is very clear that religion by religion he means that uh, you know external forms that we start uh, celebrating all the <laughs> different <laughs> religious festivals that now we have rakhi bandhan so all the women will tie rakhi or we have many hindu festivals are plenty but at the same time sanatan dharma to restore sanatan dharma is very much his work he has mentioned it in the very beginning sanatan dharma is not religion it's a spiritual way of life but encompassing the entire life it's a whole way of life but not just a way of life but a way of life which is based on the profound spiritual discoveries experience and realization of the rishi and not religion in the sense that Uh, somebody would start uh, breaking coconuts or um, you know busting crackers on the diwali this is not what ashram is meant for that part is very clear or for propagating this god or that god and this festival and that festival but the spiritual core is intact and that's what is important about the ashram so i'll close with this uh, that um, there are only the teachings of shirobindo and certain psychological practices of concentration and meditation etc for the enlarging of the consciousness receptivity to the truth mastery over the desires the discovery of the divine self and consciousness concealed within each human being a higher evolution of nature this is february 1934 this is going to hold true always is the field of a spiritual religion uh, of a spiritual evolution beyond religions beyond ideologies beyond politics beyond creeds cults sects etc etc thank you namaste